What is up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Down Once More. Matt here, and it is finally Mean Girls Movie Week. So I've been talking about this musical since we started the podcast, pretty much. One of the first episodes, I talked about how I had stumbled across the Mean Girls musical cast recording. I hadn't even known that was a thing at the time, how I was really digging it. And then from that point, then the movie got announced. It was going to be a Paramount Plus exclusive. Then the cast got announced. Then it got announced it was actually opening in theaters. And now here we are. The open January 12th stars Gory Rice as Katie Heron, Renee Rapp as Regina George. We got Avantika as Karen, B.B. Wood as Gretchen, Ali Ucrivalio as Janice, and Jaquel Spivey as Damien, not to mention Jenna Fisher as Mrs. Heron, Katie's mom, and Busy Phillips as Regina George's mom, John Hamm is in as the coach, uh, and then Tina Fey and Tim Meadows are reprising their roles as Miss Norberry and Mr. Duvall, uh, respectively. So, that's the movie. It is out now. It is, it is a musical. For those of you who didn't know, people are saying that the marketing didn't make it super clear, which is kind of fair. Uh, they didn't really. They've been leaning into it more heavily as we got closer to release. But this is um, kind of an adaptation of the stage musical, which was also produced by Tina Fey. But uh, it, they, they've been saying in marketing, Tina Fey, is it's not a remake of the 2004 movie. And it's not an adaptation of the Broadway musical. It is a hybrid. And that is, having seen the movie I just left a few hours ago, I will say that is definitely very true. Uh, and I'll get into pros and cons of that as we move throughout this. Also, a heads up, this is my fourth time trying to record this. Uh, I don't know why. It has been a struggle. I haven't been happy with it. So we're going to see if whiskey helps this time. So uh, cheers. All right. I. Overall, overall rating, I'm going to open up with that. I'm somewhere between a three and a three and a half out of five for this. I thought it was good. It was enjoyable. It wasn't great. It's not the upper echelon of Broadway adaptations or movie musicals in general. With this being a hybrid of the two, I'm not really sure who this is for. I think people who were huge fans of the 2004 version aren't going to love some of the musical choices in this and the songs thrown in and just this newer cast while they're good it's hard to capture that magic from the original uh now i do think that the majority of this cast rivals some of those performances renee rapp is regina george like you can't really compare with rachel mcadams it's so different but delivering some of those iconic lines from that original one, like, oh, so you agree you're pretty and things like that. She does so well at it. And she is so good in this role. So you can tell she played Regina on Broadway as well in the stage production. So you can kind of see that confidence and familiarity with this role. And just uh, Renee Rapp is so talented. Uh, Her single tattoos is still, it's on one of my playlists, regular rotation. It is so good. That's my favorite song by her. Uh, I've heard she's great in Sex Life of Lives of College Girls. I haven't watched that. She is such a good actress in this, uh, such a good performer, singer. Love that she got this opportunity to reprise her role from Broadway in it. So Renee Rapp, great. Um, I think Avantika nailed the character of Karen. 
Like she was borderline better than Amanda Seyfried in this role. Like she wasn't trying to just mimic her or be a clone of her. She made it her own, but was so good in her main song that she performs is sexy. It's at the Halloween party and it's about how you can dress up and just how that was not ported ported isn't the word, but how that was adapted from stage into the movie was probably my favorite adaptation from stage to the screen and how it was performed, how it was filmed, everything. That was probably my favorite overall number. Um, vocally wise performance, everything Renee Rapp does in this, she crushes like world burn. Someone gets hurt. So good. This is my first thing. There's going to be minor spoilers throughout here. So buckle up. But if you've seen the other movies or are even kind of familiar with the stage production, it's nothing major. When we first get introduced to Regina, it is in the song, meet the plastics in the movie still called meet the plastics, but it's really just meet Regina. They cut out the verses that Karen and Gretchen have in it, introducing their characters in favor of just some dialogue from uh, Damien. So it's fine. I don't really have a problem with it, but it was just, I think they just didn't want to lean fully into the musical path. And so they, they minimize those moments that could work as dialogue. If it could work as dialogue, they go with dialogue. Uh, Tina Fey was saying in one of the interviews I was watching, I think it was the one with Fandango, that she said that the songs in this, they want to make it feel kind of more like a Spotify playlist. And that's definitely true because they really popify most of the arrangements, which I did not care for at all. If you're not a musical theater fan, then maybe this made the songs more accessible and more enjoyable for you. As someone who is a fan of the musical theater versions of these songs and these arrangements, it caused some of the songs to fall flat for me. Like I wish I wouldn't have been as familiar with the soundtrack and the musical itself going into this movie. Cause I think I might've enjoyed this uh, significantly more. My wife's not a big musical person. That's who I went to go see this with. And she also wasn't like a huge, like the original isn't one of her favorite movies or anything like that. But she said she genuinely enjoyed this. She thought the songs were really good. And she said she'd probably like, if she was going to rewatch one at some point in the future, she'd probably go with this new musical version than the original one. And I thought that was interesting and kind of to get that different perspective, because I don't know that I would. Like, I'll still listen to the Broadway cast recording, that album, when I'm listening to my musical playlist, going through some soundtracks, Need a Vibe. I don't know that I would go, like, I'm not going to gravitate to this movie. It's not one of my top five musical movies now or anything like that. It was good. The, the exceptions I will make, Renee Rapp's versions of songs probably will make the playlist. Because um, she's just... Her voice is so powerful and so good, and I really enjoyed getting to see her sing. I I wish Jaquel Spivey would have had more to do with the character of Damien. He still got a decent amount of screen time and songs, but I really enjoy his voice. I think he's so good, and I just... I don't know. The Two of his main numbers from the musical were cut. 
a lot of numbers from the musical were cut. I think there was a grand, there were seven when I was looking at the soundtrack list. Now I, I haven't seen the stage musical in person. The national tour is coming here. And as part of my Broadway season pass tickets, I'm seeing it in the end of March, beginning or April. So I'll talk about it a little more then. And my thoughts once I'm able to compare, cause that'll probably be when this is out on digital on Paramount plus. Uh, and so I'll get more of a chance to kind of compare and kind of sit with my thoughts. These are my initial thoughts on the movie. I I really enjoyed they still opened up with um a cautionary tale the song with Janice and Damien singing I thought that song was in danger of getting cut cuz it's like it's meta it's breaking the fourth wall it's talking to the audience and I was curious how they were going to adapt that into the movie I thought it was really cool how they did that it was really neat to see and I was glad it was still in there Aliu Cravalho such a good voice Moana herself so good in this I don't think I've ever seen her in anything like physically in person. I did see she was, uh, she played Ariel in the little mermaid live that featured John Stamos as the chef and Shaggy as Sebastian. So I did see her in that, but that was the only thing I've seen her in live action. I feel like, and Jaquel Spivey, he's so good in a strange loop. Um, inner white girl, such a good song. And just that musical in general, he was very good in that. And so I was glad to see their characters got those roles. Um, they did give Jaquel a little bit more to do as Damien. I, I thought he really made the character his own while adapting that kind of iconic role. Um, he did a really good job in this. I loved it. They they switched Apex Predator. They swapped him in instead of Katie in that role. And I think these are my assumptions. And Gory Rice, very talented and good in this. However, compared to all these other singers that we have on the screen, I felt as though she was definitely the weakest link of the that bunch. So in the, the stage production musical after a cautionary tale, it goes into the song called It Roars, which is Katie's introduction. It's about her time in Kenya and then moving to the U.S. her first day of school, interacting with all those kids. It's a very upbeat song. It does have more of a musical theater vibe. I get why they went away with it, but it was replaced by the only like original song for this, which is what ifs. And it was fine. It was just a lot more introspective. I think it was almost more tailored to fit in Gory's vocal range. And they gave him not a ton to do in this. Um, you really notice her. I feel so bad for saying like drop off, but in revenge party, when you've got Leah and Jaquel singing their parts, and then Gory comes in as Katie, there's just such a drastic difference between those and just talent and ability, it feels like, that it, it was a little off-putting. And I also, I think that's part of why Stupid With Love got a little bit of a rearrangement that kind of popified that one a lot, which I was disappointed with. That's one of my favorite songs from it. Um, and so... That was disappointing, and I think part of it's her vocal range, and part of it's the just they really wanted to make it feel more like a Spotify playlist and kind of more for that Gen Z vibe, I felt like, and I don't know that that was the right move. For me, it wasn't. I would have rather seen some of the musical theater um, level of production and arrangements with this. For me, too, like Revenge Party, such a good song, such a powerful song in general. The chorus of Revenge Party just fell flat for me with this new arrangement that they did in this movie. It was just, I don't know, it seemed more mellow, not as complex, and I just, it didn't do it for me. 
I was disappointed. They also cut one of my favorite songs, which is More is Better, which is when Katie and Aaron at her party that she's throwing after she's broken up Regina and Aaron, where she's really completed her more mean girl transformation to a clone of Regina. There's a whole song in the musical between those. And it's one of my favorites. Um, this Aaron doesn't sing at all. And Chris Briney had said, like, he passed on the edition originally because there was going to be singing. And then they dropped it and they called it back. And some of that could have been in the interest of time. But I also think it was they were just choosing to go dialogue when they felt like dialogue could suffice. And that's when it felt a little more like just trying to remake the original. When they're just going with the straight dialogue and you're doing almost the word for word from that, it, you're not making it different. You're not embracing that musical aspect, which I was disappointed with. So, I don't know. Overall, I thought performances were good. Uh, B.B. Wood in What's Wrong With Me, so good. I really enjoyed that song in general. Just her kind of introspective about how Regina sees her and what's wrong with her. And you're kind of seeing that very transparent, uh, just kind of her judging herself. And when she's looking in the mirror, what she sees. And I thought that was really well acted and sung and performed by her. And then I said, everything with Ali and Jaquel, Renee, so good. I I did think it was interesting too. just some of these things that were, there were some minor changes in lyrics that I get. Um, Janice is now a pyro les instead of a space dyke. Um, one change that made absolutely no sense to me because it was in the original 2004 movie and in the Broadway version. When Regina is cheating on Aaron, one of the funniest things and most iconic things, in my opinion, is that she's having sex with the guy in the mascot costume together. Like, they're both in the costume. And that was part of the movie, the Broadway version. They change it in this. Why? I don't know why. That seems like such a weird thing to change in this. I don't get it. I don't get it. But overall... I thought this was a really enjoyable movie. Like I said, I think I would have enjoyed it more if I didn't know the musical theater production as well as I did. Um, because I just, I didn't love the different arrangements that made it more pop. This probably just makes me sound like a grumpy old man, but I didn't love some of those arrangements. I, I thought the cast was great. Like I would watch this cast in almost any movie musical. Like I, I would like to now, like we were talking about it. I love the Heather's musical. So Barrett Wilbert Weed played Janice in the stage version of this. She also played Veronica and Heather's said, I would like to see Renee rap as Heather Chandler in a movie. And I'd like to see some of those other cast thrown in there. Like I, I'm just big. I want Renee rap and things now. She's like the female musical person that, um, Jeremy Jordan and Aaron Fiat and those people are to me. That's what Renee Rapp is going to be now because she's just so talented, such a great voice. I want to see her in more things. Um, so yeah, that's really all I have for my initial thoughts of this movie. I thought it was enjoyable. I thought it did have a little bit of an identity crisis. I thought the cat Avantika was the standout for me. I'd never heard of her before. I did not know what I was, what to expect with her as Karen. Cause that's a very, eh, 
not iconic role, but kind of like that's you remember some things which they they took out her boobs being able to tell the weather that is not in here. So be um, about to be disappointed, ready to be disappointed, willing to be disappointed. I don't know if that was one of your go tos in the original one. Darn. But they did have a lot of really good nods to the original film in it without it being a shot for shot remake. It did make it its own in some regards, modernize things a little bit as to why, like the burn book when they're like, Oh yeah, we did this that week when we didn't have our phones or something like that. They, they made some reference to it to make sense why it was still the physical book instead of just like an Instagram account or something like that. Like that's what the, some wife was into gossip girl and they did the remake of Gossip Girl, and it was the Gossip Girl instead of like a blog or whatever. It was then an Instagram page and things like that. Just the more social media stuff. And I get wanting to modernize things, but some stuff. Tina Fey said it was still important to her to keep like the the tactile, the burn book, that actual physical item instead of just it being social media and then how you spread it. I think they did handle social me- social media very well in this. Uh, they used it when they film like reactions after certain things. This was a good way to do it. I talked about in Dear Ed, when we did our Dear Evan Hansen review, how I felt like how they did the after um, you will be found, like things taking off and going viral on social media. The way they did that felt distracting to me. The way it was done here, I felt like was very well done and handled very well. So shout out them for finding a good way to incorporate that and modernize that aspect of it. So Mean Girls, the movie, it's just called Mean Girls. It's the musical. It is in theaters now. Um, It was the number one movie this weekend. It didn't have a ton of competition. I saw this on a Monday. So I saw a noon performance. It was a federal holiday. So it didn't have work. So took advantage of that. There are a grand total of six people in the theater for this. Um, I hope it does well. Like I said, I feel like it could struggle in the box office uh, overall just because I don't really know who this is for. And it could be hard to find it, its main target audience. Going to be Renee Rapp stands, and that's it. But that doesn't fare the Mean Girls movie review. Now for some podcast updates. I know we've been talking about it. You guys are probably sick of me um, talking to Rayleigh. Her personal life and everything just crazy so busy right now so she's going to be stepping away from the podcast for the foreseeable future it's not a forever thing she is coming back it could just be another month it could be a couple months we'll see um how things are going with her that this was always designed to be something that Rayleigh and I really enjoy doing, and it's fun. We don't want it to be something that's adding another level of stress to each of our lives or anything like that. Like family, real life, things like that always come first. So what I'm going to be doing, I'm going to keep it going. I know you guys are probably sick of just hearing me. Uh, I'm going to try to bring on some guests. I might bring my brother on. Uh, Like we did that book to movie draft. Might do a review with him. Next week, I'm going to talk a little bit about Les Mis. I saw that live on the national tour uh, this past week. I'm going to talk about that a little bit next week. Um, might do another draft style thing, ratings, like I did in my top five albums from high school. We've got had like Blizzard here. Like yesterday, the high 
temperature was negative 10 degrees and the low was negative 27. That was just the actual temperature. At one point, it was negative 10 out and the wind chill was negative 40. At the, so it's super fun weather we've been having. And so I might do the top five snow day things on a draft. So stay tuned next week on our social media, see what's going on. If anyone wants to, like I said, I want to I want to mix things up. I want to keep it fresh. So we're not going to be doing like the normal schedule, like who will for the foreseeable future until Rayleigh's back. Um, it might just be straight mini episodes, depending on how things go with me, who I can bring in. Uh, we might be doing just drafts with random people that I know. Uh, we might talk about just some other random things, movies, musicals. I hate to do musical reviews without Rayleigh. She's fine with it. Um, if I do... So we'll see. Uh, Lame is my brother saw it on Broadway and it's his favorite musical. So I might actually pull him. We might talk about that movie too. And just the stage production as well. So stay tuned and hopefully you don't all get sick, sick of us. Don't unsubscribe. I'm going to try to do some things to keep it fresh. If I get to the point where it's getting stale or it's not getting fun, and I'm not able to bring as many people in as I thought, coordinating schedules, things like that. Then we might take a, a hiatus of a month or so, but I don't want to do that. I like keeping things consistent. I like having a schedule. I like being able to put something out every week. So hopefully you guys stick with us. If you have ideas, drop them in the comments, DM me, everything like that. Keep it up. Appreciate all of you who watch, listen. Hopefully you enjoyed my kind of scatterbrained review of Mean Girls. I, I do think it's worth seeing in theater still. Well, I said it wasn't like my top peak of the thing. I think it should still be supported in theaters. It was good enough. Like the performances from um, 98% of the cast are so good. That deserves it. So go support it in theaters. See Mean Girls. Go review us on Apple, Spotify, comment, subscribe, like, share, all that fun stuff. Have a great week, everyone. And don't forget to go down once more. Later. <laughs>